Hey everyone, before we get into this week's episode, we just wanted to give you a heads up up top that this episode deals with some extremely heavy topics such as addiction, overdose, and death. If those are things that you just cannot hold space for right now, please feel free to skip the episode and come back next week. Just just do what's right for you. Okay, yeah, so let's, let's get to the show. Welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season three, episode 11 of BoJack Horseman. That's too much, man. I'm your host, Kirsten McKenna, joined as always by the newly BC resident-ed, is that how you say that? Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Oh my God, this episode was too much, man, but I'm very excited to be in the same time zone as you. Pacific we're neighbors people now what, what? <laughs> now you can be a, a west coast surfer dude exactly surfs now, up am i right that's right surfs <laughs> up exactly <laughs> but okay we're not alone here because this is obviously like one of i would say the most iconic episodes of the jack horseman and it's not something that we can handle alone so we had to bring in a heavy hitter Maddie Gagan's here. Matt, how are you? Well, I just finished watching the episode like two hours ago, so I just finished crying. Okay. But other than that, I am, I'm happy to be here. Although this is one of my favorite episodes, it is also a very difficult episode to rewatch. But happy to be here. As a proud horse girl, I'm happy to be <laughs> part of the uh, part of the two-timers club. Mm-hmm. The return of Moat Gregorian. That's right. Gotta yeah. bring back, back, by popu- back by popular demand. <laughs> people, I, people did demand more Moat. Oh, I just came up with a joke. Everyone heard everyone heard my first episode and they said, that's not enough, man. Ah, well done. Because of the episode title. I want to start every joke from now on. Me. Like I came up with a joke. Everyone's Inspiration struck. Yeah. I think moving forward, I'm going to always not make a joke and then go, wait, I just thought of a joke and then say it like that. Everyone get ready. Uh, yeah, I think that was, I think that was well worth the... Uh, it was no it absolutely was and you're absolutely correct one appearance from you is not enough and i would even go so far as to say not enough like uh, on gossip girl (laughs) stay tuned for the plug section for more on that that's that's right you know what why why wait for the plugs maddie fresh has his own podcast now yes talking about gossip girl officially a podcaster i mean you were already a podcaster That's now you're now you're a host officially a podcast host so let that let that sink in it'll feel better once apple finally like approves it or whatever they're waiting for over there in the episode actually (laughs) is available for download i've truly been searching and searching and i was like like did maddie lie to me like no (laughs) hopefully hopefully it'll be there soon hopefully by the time this this episode drops everyone can flock to their phones and download it I hope so, but well, we'll make we'll make sure when it does drop, we'll also plug it on this podcast to be like it's it's here. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So this episode really hard to watch. I too cried while rewatching it, but I did also watch it today, which the people listening to this podcast don't know, but Maddie and and Lindsay know that I'm having a really hard day, <laughs> <laughs> so that could be part of it. This didn't help. <laughs> this did not help. 
Lindsay, what what are your like overall thoughts on on that's too much, man? <sighs> oh man, this was really hard to watch. That is very true. My overall thoughts, I guess this is extremely well done. I think like we have a ton of feedback on this episode that I think a lot of people get into like, how did you think this worked? How do you think the show did in terms of like building to this conclusion of this episode? And like to spoil my thoughts, I think it's like really spectacularly well done, but it's like the fact that all of us are just like openly weeping at this thing we know is coming. I think I found it harder to watch this time. It was just this feeling of dread the whole episode where you're like, something terrible is going to happen. All of this is going badly. And there are going to be a bunch of really hard moments and yeah, totally delivered. It's like still an amazing episode, but God, it's rough. There's also just like the part of like, oh crap. And I have to talk about it and hopefully (laughs) handle it delicately but still like be funny so that we're not just like a total downer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this was the first time I watched this, like knowing how it ended. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking the first time, but this time the whole time I was watching, it, I was just like, no, no, don't do that. Sarah Lynn. Yeah. It, they really, the, this episode comes at you fast for sure. Yep. So Maddie, you had this on your list as one of your favorite episodes that you wanted to talk about. I is, did. Like how high on your list of like favorite episodes is this? So I don't have an official ranking, which is surprising. What? But I think after after this rewatch, because I had only watched it once and I watched every episode in the span of a week. So they all just kind of okay. blended together. But having said that, after I finished watching it, there was like two episodes that really stuck with me. And this was one of them. So I have to say that it's like just based on that, like since it's the two episodes like I can pick out of this, I it's like one of my probably two favorite episodes which is not to say it's like my most enjoyed episode I like I hated it as much as I liked it but I mean just for the fact like I I don't know what's wrong with me but like my favorite songs all make me cry my favorite episodes of tv all make me cry so (laughs) this is this is just right up my alley hell yeah so I guess we should I I guess we could just get into the episode I'm sure we'll have a million tangents as it as it goes along this episode starts out so positive and so cheery. Sarah Lynn's having a truly beautiful day. It is her nine month sober anniversary. I love this whole sequence when like the bees and the answer inside, like, good morning, Sarah Lynn. Nice to see you, Sarah Lynn. (laughs) I I love a good musical number to open up the episode. It's so good. are really coming in. (laughs) Oh, hi. Hi, Gardner aunt. (laughs) Oh, so good. I loved it. But then, of course, the the paparazzi birds had to come in and ruin everything. I guess of they don't ruin it as birds. they don't ruin it as much as BoJack mm. ruins it, but they <laughs> they ruin it quite a lot by like instantly popping out of her tree and taking pictures of her. She yells at them, closes the door, indicates maybe the inner zen is not as much as what it is outwardly shown when she's greeting the worker bees and the gardener ants, but she calms herself down. She says, you're calm, you're thin, your skin is so soft. It's like you murdered a baby, took its skin. Your skin is murdered baby soft. That's what I always tell myself when I need to calm down. And I need, I need other people to tell me that my skin is murder, murdered baby soft. See, I think I'd, a live baby probably has softer skin than a murdered baby. So I, I don't know. I've, never thought about it but you're probably right <laughs> i'm not a scientist it's a good mantra nonetheless though i think it's very effective <laughs> i will be saying this to myself moving forward but all of this beautiful gorgeous calmness gets interrupted by bojack calling and saying hey do you want a party and she says oh thank god yes and instantly breaks her nine months of sobriety yeah shockingly oh. little pushing on his party she's just like want a party she's like yes 
Yes, it was, it was as simple as that. And all of her vodka is right behind her calendar where she's marking the days sober. Yeah. Well, and th- this does make sense narratively because the last time we saw her when she was painting her toenails while she drove, she said, I got sober because I heard after being sober, drugs are way better when you do them again. Call me when you're ready to party. So yeah. Bodak did remember that. He followed instructions. Yeah. And his initial response was like, or you could just like stay sober. And she's like, oh. <laughs> Well, and that's how you know that Bojack was in like a weirdly healthy place at that yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah, that was weird of him to suggest. I guess he was happy with Anna. True. Weird. I don't know. But don't, I, so this is where the, the rest of the episode is all framed around this massive bender that Bojack and Sarah Lynn decide to go on. And it starts at Sarah Lynn's mansion. We're there mixing all kinds of alcohol and acai in the, in the blender. Overpriced blueberries for douchebags. <laughs> okay, are like acai berries the same as blueberries? I'm just happy I know how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> They're similar in size and shape to large blueberries, but they're not the same. It's one of the best sources of antioxidant polyphenols. Contains 10 times more antioxidants than blueberries. Ugh. Wow. Blueberries are trash. I mean, <laughs> blueberries aren't the best. Like, if we're ranking berries, that's true. I'm not a would... berry fan in general. I mean, I like blueberry flavored stuff, but I like raspberries. I like raspberry flavored stuff. Oh. I like blue raspberry flavored stuff. <laughs> the only berries I ever actually eat are raspberries, and now they're like out of season, so they taste like trash. So I, I <laughs> yeah. won't be having any more raspberries until the spring. I guess, like, why have a berry when you could just have a berry-flavored thing? I think for the antioxidants. It may help. We'll just have, just have some acai. Uh-huh. Well, obviously, yeah, this is what I'm going to tell myself next time I go get one of the triple X vitamin waters with the acai flavor. It's healthy for you. That's why it's called vitamin water. I can't argue that logic. Can, will 50 Cent sponsor this podcast now because we plugged vitamin water? Definitely is. Can't hurt to tweet at him. Perfect. <laughs> Let's get all the horse girls tweeting. <laughs> Call to action. All the horse girls tweet at 50 Cent this week. No, don't do it. We couldn't get every dub. We might be able to get a sponsorship. For 50 Cent. <laughs> Next week, the guest will be 50 Cent. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God, I'd take it. Like, sorry, <laughs> Sam Stanish, you can't come on. 50 Cent's coming on. Listen, if you told him he was bumped for 50 Cent, I think he, I think he'd, he understand. he'd understand. <laughs> I guess he probably would understand. He might subtweet you, but in the end, he'd understand. What if we kicked you off the podcast right now, Maddie, and we're like, sorry, we got 50 Cent on the other line? I, listen, I'd, ha- I'd have no choice but to understand. Well, as a fellow host. Exactly. I get I get the struggle. Okay, good good to know. Good to know. Wow. We just really all of that just from Asai. Look at us go. So this is this is where Bojack is trying to talk about how upset he is over the whole Oscar nom debacle. But Sarah Lynn just keeps using the blender so that she doesn't have to hear him. And it's like talk louder, I guess, if you want me to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Bojack's like, yeah, nobody was there for me and everyone's an asshole and the whole world sucks. And Sarah Lynn's like, yeah, especially sobriety. Yeah, she's so excited to just do so many drugs. Mm-hmm. They're uh, everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. So Bojack's like, okay, well, let's go on a bender. I'll clear out my bank account. I have nothing to live for, anyways. And Sarah Lynn's like, my whole house is made of drugs. 
Like, don't worry. We don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. They've got like cases of beers. There's like LSD in the painting. There's, there's Vicodin in the candy bowl. There's Vicodin flavored Vicodin. It's a lot of Vicodin too. Oh, Vicodin. Like that was a massive, like how many gallons of Vicodin do you think that was, Lindsay? 1.75, six. I think it's actually, yeah, there you go. You've got to get those significant digits. Those significant digits. Look at you. Lindsay, you're in, you're in grad school now. You have to have your significant digits. Oh my God. Okay. This is where, this was the first part of the episode that made me like truly emotional because they do a cheers to, mm-hmm. to life and being done with it. Yes. There's so much foreshadowing in this episode. It's I so wanted- uncomfortable. I know. I have the same thing written down. I have it highlighted with the note. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. Don't, don't be done. Like, oh no. But the first, the first thing on their bender hit list, other than of course, all of the drugs and alcohol is to make a list of episodes of horsing around to watch based on their recollection of them. So the first one on the list is the one where a specific guest star was very attractive. And so uh, the actor who played Ethan had a boner in every (laughs) single scene, Brad. Yeah. Not good. Not good. They have to watch that one. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you have to. They had to see if it was true or not, if he had a boner or not. It, well, of course. You, you have to examine closely to see if the like child has a boner. Obviously. Like, oh, it's just a shadow. Yeah, I, like, I still think it was a shadow. I, I mean, the kid looks really uncomfortable. I mean, it could, <laughs> like, it looked like he truly was holding a binder in front of his crotch. <laughs> it was making the shadow. Making a shadow, exactly. <laughs> The other one on the list that they specifically talk about is one where Joelle had to wear a pumpkin costume and it was all just fat jokes. And then she developed an eating disorder. So God, even even the jokes that aren't foreshadowing the end of this episode are just dark all over the place. She had to go to a clinic. She missed like five episodes. I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) Good Lord. It's not good. Not good. So then this is where the start, like one of the main storytelling features of this episode is where Bojack is continually blacking out. And so he'll like come to in the middle of something and he does not remember how they got there. Somehow Sarah Lynn seems to remember pretty much everything this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this whole episode, she has like very good recall for everything that happened. And she's very much like, maybe you shouldn't be talking about that. Or like, she just seems very like with it for most she's of the She's sharp episode. as a tack. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's holding her alcohol and stuff well right now. And just, mm-hmm. she's not blacking out at all. And Bojack is just, we are repeatedly jumping forward with him. Yeah. Which especially considering the fact that she's been sober for nine months and Bojack has been like a train wreck. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't really make a lot of sense that he's the one blacking out, especially considering he has the metabolism of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't add up, but I think that probably mostly comes from they want, like, this is like the big, the big Sarah Lynn episode. They didn't want it Mm. to be like, oh, well, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. But Bojack comes to talking about how he only likes rectangular buildings. Okay, but buildings are supposed to be rectangles. He has a point here. (laughs) A little A-frame is like kind of cute and that's a triangle. I don't think it's gauche. Gauche as shit. (laughs) Triangles suck. (laughs) Killed me. I I love that line. But (laughs) but triangles are like the foundation of everything. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, you sound like my trigonometry professor. Well, 
you know, <laughs> so Coachella so and all that. <laughs> Bet you didn't know math was going to be such a theme of this episode. Absolutely did not. This is also, so they go back to watching Horsing Around and Sarah has a really great point. Yes. How, how are kids allowed to be actors? Like, how is it not child labor? She didn't know what she was signing up for when she was three. Yeah, she didn't sign up for it. Her parents just like threw her into it and she's like, huh, maybe this was not okay. Like, yeah, yeah she's, she's making a lot of good points here. It's yeah. right. They, and child stars like really do get like fucked over. Like, and it, you can see it here. Like Sarah Lynn's just such a tragic character, obviously. She wanted to be an architect. Yeah. <sighs> oh, the architect. And we knew about that because she mentioned it in one of the flashbacks that we have seen in an earlier episode. Yeah, and her mom was like, like, you don't want to be an architect because like you want to be famous and make yeah, money or whatever. She's like, mommy didn't do what she did in that casting director's office like for you yeah. to not be an actress. Yeah. Messed up. Oh, gross. Yeah, I don't remember that, but I hate her mom now. <laughs> her mom sucks. Yeah, she's bad. That was, oh, that was when he was telling Diane about something that he had done and it was like oh wait you were getting your makeup done not for the show but just for your life because <laughs> he leaves after yeah it's weird the things that I that stick in my brain and then the things that I don't remember at all because I okay I thought this episode happened later in the series so did I like I thought that this happened closer to the end of season four like I, I it's quickly becoming apparent to me that I have no idea when anything happens in this show <laughs> That's weird because yeah. I actually thought this happened at like the beginning of season three. I don't know why. I just they're all well. You watched three, them all yeah. in a week, so that's I think a little bit more understandable. Not the way I'd recommend it, by the way. I like this one. One a week is much better. You watch the episode and then you get a nice week and a podcast to digest it. Yeah, that's why we're doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> we heard it's a good way to consume content. Yeah, I gotta say, it really is. <laughs> What an episode a week? I can watch an episode a week of anything. Exactly. I every day during my Tuesday lunch break, I watch the episode. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So this is where we get another Bojack blackout because Sarah Lynn says that she wants to go to the planetarium. Bojack says the planetarium's dumb. And then they come to and they're in an AA meeting. Yeah. Sarah Lynn wants to get her nine month sobriety chip. And she's like, there's like no reason I shouldn't get it just because we've been like super out of our minds for the last like however long. Bojack's like, Bojack's like, what are you talking about? You can't get your nine month chip. Like we've been drinking and doing drugs. Sarah Lynn will not let breaking sobriety keep her from getting her nine month chip. She's, <laughs> she is too ambitious for that. So like, no reason for me not to get it. And Bojack's like, that's yeah. exactly the reason. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's not one of the 12 steps to not drink i don't i don't know the 12 steps but i mean if that's true, true it seems like a valid loophole to me i mean well what what are the the 12 steps the higher power you, admit you have a problem yeah, admit that you're powerless over alcohol believe that a power greater the greater power yeah, I think I'm tapped out after the first two. And um, the third is that you make a decision to turn your will and your li- life over to the care of God. Oh my God. Yeah, um, religious, religious, these yeah. Then the fourth step is to make a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. Oh my. I'm, I <laughs> why are they putting, why are they speaking in riddles with these steps? Why can't I they just, d- just tell me what to do? <laughs> I don't have 
an addiction, but I don't want to make a fearless moral inventory of myself. That sounds like a lot. Should we do that right now? Um, you want to take a Absolutely not. Take a look at your life and your actions to see like what you've done good and what you've done bad. And then the next step is to admit to God and yourself and to another human being the exact nature of your wrongdoings god really likes to get involved in these yeah then because the next the sixth step is to be ready to have god remove the defects of your character the seventh step is to ask god to remove your shortcomings i feel like a lot of these steps could be condensed i don't think you need a full 12 steps for this because then okay then you you ask god to remove your shortcomings then you make a list of all the people that you've harmed and you become willing to make amends okay then you make direct amends except where it would injure them or others i think that's an important caveat to the making amends step which is step nine then step 10 is to continue to take personal inventory and if you're wrong admit it promptly then what Kate sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out doesn't sound like an action item I think these are the tw- like the, the well, this is what the creators of Alcoholics Anonymous did and then the 12 steps says having a spiritual re- awakening as a result of these steps we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and practices so these are not the 12 these are the 12 steps that the people took this is uh, this is confusing. How could anybody learn anything? <laughs> I guess a lot of people have taken a lot from it. I'm not. I don't mean to be like talking shit on like a a twelve step program. I just didn't realize that so many of the steps were the same thing. But none of those steps said don't drink. And that's that's what we were trying to get to the bottom of. <laughs> so this loophole from Sarah yeah. Lynn is legally sound. It's, and it carries I see water. no reason she can't get her chip. Now, none of those steps mention not openly booing when people share their stories either, which is how Bojack responds to being at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Oh my God. I loved the drinking bird. So so funny. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just the cycle of drinking, lifting my head up, drinking, (laughs) lifting my head up. I just with his little hat. Oh my God. It's perfection. And I'm like, "Mm, but you, you don't even have even water right now. So (laughs) I think he's lying to us. And then this is where Bojack's like, your stories are boring. You guys think you do bad things. Let like, I'll tell you what I've done. And this is where the slug basically says that he did like exactly what Bojack did to Todd with the rock opera. <laughs> They're like live in person's hip hopra. Hip hopra oh, was and with And with character actress Ann Dowd. And please tell me you guys know who Ann Dowd is. I've, I'm sure that I do. Oh, but like, I don't think I know like her by name. I think I know her on site, you know? Okay. So let me let me look at her picture so I can see. <laughs> I believe that's that's Emmy winner and out. I believe. Wow. Emmy winner. Primetime Emmy well, award for a supporting actress in a drama. I series. haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale. Neither. Oh, I know her. From, I know her from. I know um, her from The Leftovers, and I know she won the Emmy for Handmaid's Tale. Yes, Aunt Lydia, of course. Aunt Lydia is an iconic character in Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. and if anyone's and, read the sequel to Handmaid's Tale, they know that she's not as she seems. Whoa. I'll give you a sp- the sequel to Hammy's Tale was really good. There's a lot of chapters from Aunt Lydia's perspective. I didn't even get through it. I loved it. Really? <laughs> I, I read like it in it. a day. Like I read it in like one sitting. Oh my God. Yeah, and like dad was also in Hereditary. I haven't, I don't think I've seen any of these things, but I recognize her face. And she was in a couple episodes of the fourth season of Search Party. 
I haven't watched Search Party yet, but it's on my list. It's on my list. Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten. Maddie, it's on my list. Have you seen more Ann Dowd projects or Margot Martindale projects? Well, technically, I watched all of BoJack Horseman multiple times. <laughs> ah, so there, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I have seen The Garden State, but I hate that movie so much. We've talked about that on this podcast, haven't we? I just Googled Margot Martindale and it says, people also ask, does Margot Martindale like BoJack Horseman? <laughs> No, she hates it. That's why she kept like coming back. I'd like to think they're asking, does the character in the show, Margot Martindale, like the character Bojack Horseman? That appears to be what they they have answered. They work together. (laughs) So she's a close friend and is often involved in illegal (laughs) activities with him. Now that would be funny if they were talking about the actress, Margot Martindale. (laughs) About the show. (laughs) It'd be really funny if there's an interview where esteemed character actress Margot Martindale is like, yeah, I hate the show, but I, they like tricked me into this contract and I ha- keep having to come back. It'd be funny if she did an interview where she didn't break character and she's just pretending she was in the universe of the show. That would be incredible. I mean, yeah. We've really, we've really lost the plot We're, of this episode. We truly have strayed from God's path. Well, uh, this is another reason why I love this episode because of the, I love a, a good episode that breaks the format and just the structure of them just like flashing all over the place because of his blackouts like I feel like even if this wasn't like such a tragic episode that stuck with me I think it would still be like one of my favorites just because of all the breaking of the format and then like later when they get to like all the meta jokes and the breaking the fourth wall and you know it, it's just a lot of good stuff yeah I agree completely I really like the format of the episode and like honestly if it didn't end so tragically then it would just be like an all-time great episode because it would be hilarious yeah it would just be like a fun wild caper that bojack and like if this was actually an episode where bojack decides to like go make amends with everyone he's wronged and take sarah beth along and they just get into hijinks along the way. <laughs> i knew i was gonna do that i was saying before so the name sarah beth is written in my notes so many times because of big brother stupid big brother oh my god we'll we'll edit around that in post anyway (laughs) now we won't because of you saying that because i was so perfect anyway what's your name sarah lynn one of my favorite characters i don't remember her name sarah lynn (laughs) anyway just be (laughs) with a bunch of wild hijinks with them and just an episode that just centers around the two of them would be like, a lot of fun because we maybe, only get this one storyline throughout the whole episode like we're just seeing yeah. the other characters like through the eyes of Bojack like maybe we would have actually gone to see them trying on all the trench coats you know I like, wanted to yeah. see the trench coat montage <laughs> imagine sequence. I would have loved the makeover sequence it would have been beautiful I, I just always love a makeover sequence so many like fun like just like the, the sight gag of just like them randomly in the trench coats is <laughs> ridiculous so good I thought this was one of the times, and we'll see it again when they're on the campus, but like this was one of the times where Sarah Lynn's just like so much more with it than Bojack, where he's up there mm-hmm. like being like, here are all the bad things I did. And Sarah Lynn's like, oh, maybe we should go. Like she knows yeah. that they should get out of there. Yeah, because she he instantly like Bojack has done so many horrible things as we've outlined over the course of this podcast to date. But he decides to get up there and be like, I'm gonna tell them all about Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just needs to one up everyone at AA. He's like, like yeah. you guys are nothing. I, I've done all this fucked up shit, and some of it I was even sober for. So yeah, and he says like Sit Penny Carson, that's her real name. You can look yeah. her up. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys keep track of all the bad things that Bojack does. This has to be like his worst episode. Like he does nothing correct in this episode. It's very bad. There are a lot of bad things he does in this episode. Like I, I think, think 
you're gonna have a lot of new and you're gonna have to create like a whole new tier just for this episode yeah i think we could just make this one a bubble like above all all else yeah all the shit that bojack does in season three episode 11 just as one big thing that's terrible above everything else well and like looking back i think we can add in a horrible thing he did which was keeping the heroin mm-hmm. oh yeah jesus what's like, he doing why did he why is that in his glove compartment well, to be fair, oh, it, is a, cool. it is a big honor, even more prestigious than getting an Oscar. And <laughs> he just missed out on the Oscar nom, so this is really all he has. True. Oh my god. Okay, well, we'll I guess we'll get to it when we when we get to it. So yeah, he Bojack, what Bojack says before he tells them is that they don't do anything as bad as what he does daily and sober, is how he phrases it. So not good. Congrats, Bojack. You, uh, you win this round. He's like, Yeah, I'm so horrible that I actually tried to sleep with a married woman when she rejected me, tried to sleep with her young daughter. And then when her mom walked in, I was just like, oopsie daisy. It's like, yeah, I have like no idea what happened to either of them after that. Like, I don't even know if they're okay. And like, even Sarah Lynn has this look on her face like, oh God. Yeah, apparently like, cause Sarah Lynn like just looks her up very easily. Apparently Bojack did not have the thought to just look her up at any point. Mm-hmm. Well, and as Bojack shouldn't, like, like- I don't need to like track her down, but just like, like he's I guess so- just make sure she he didn't ruin her life. He's so willing to dox her to this whole group of, <laughs> of AA uh, people that like, you know, he would have been like, yeah, that's her full name and here's her address and this is what she's studying. Yeah, it's true. So it's, he just doesn't need to know. So then we see it cuts to Bojack driving and Sarah Lynn's in the passenger seat. And this is the most impaired he's ever driven. He is hitting so many people and things. (laughs) So many. We've said before, Kirsten, that like anytime he's been driving drunk, we're like, oh my God, I can't believe he hasn't hit a person while he's been doing this. This is like the third person that he's hit since we started watching this. Is this the first time he's been drunk when he hit someone? Well, I mean, he was probably drunk those other times, just not like as drunk. And he doesn't stop this time. So like we declared that to be like the only saving grace and the one with Wanda was that he stopped. Yeah, I think this, yeah. I mean, just based on the scene alone, maybe his worst episode, he's hitting, he's hurting and maybe killing just so many people yeah, and just like, not a care in the world. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't really know where he's at because we find out that they recently had been doing nitrous and bath salts. Yeah, he tried to pour salt on the slug. That reminded me of Chappelle really liking that. Life. Yeah, it <laughs> reminded me of Chappelle too. But yeah, because that was a first. AA got canceled because everyone was too depressed <laughs> from what Bojack had to say. Yeah, making history all over the place. Like, good lord. And Bojack's like, oh, I just feel really bad. Like, I, I could have maybe messed that girl up. And Sarah's like, she's fine. Found her on Facebook. Yeah, it was really as simple as that. I mean, it's normally pretty, like most people you can find on the internet. It's very rare that someone doesn't have any sort of like footprint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Bojack really wanted to see how she was doing, Facebook would have been the first place I would have checked. Do you think Bojack has Facebook? Huh. Hmm. I don't know. He might have a fan page. Yeah. Oh, do you think Diane was running it? (laughs) Probably. Probably. There we go. Some new headcanon for all of us. <laughs> but so they, they start talking about making amends. Bojack wants to do more nitrous and basalt and also make amends. And a great place for him to start is with Oxnard and his child because he has destroyed the playhouse. I had totally forgotten that Oxnard was going to make an appearance here. Oh, this is incredible. This poor family. Oh but to be God. fair, you simply got to use parallel joints to support that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Like idiots. Also, suck a dick. Also. 
<laughs> you just got to get that catchphrase in there. That's yeah. like a more professional way to say it. Like call them a dumb shit and then say, and also suck a dick. And by the way, <laughs> suck a dick. While I have you. And by Please. the way, next week we'll loop a, loop back around on this and you can <laughs> suck a dick. <laughs> and I like what she calls making amends a never-ending cycle where you always end up feeling good about yourself. Yeah, Very interesting way to look at it's like if it's like I, I'll just dirty up the slate again. She's like, then you just make amends again. It, it, it's it's a never-ending cycle. You just always feel good about yourself in the end. Yeah, I think you learn that from the steps. You're just constantly yeah. taking a moral inventory <laughs> this and, is what, and accounting for it. This is what Sarah Lynn is. This is what was keeping her going during these nine months. Just yeah. she was it, getting high on the feeling of making amends with people. Yeah. So the first person that Bojack wants to make amends with is Diane, actually, which I was surprised by. Yeah. Why do you think he wants to make amends for her? Just like that whole fight they had when she came to see if he was broken inside or like just everything. Is it the recent fight? Is it like about the book? Is it about kissing her that time? Like there's a lot he could make. I just think Diane's usually front of mind when it comes to Bojack. So especially, especially when he's just this like wasted, it was probably just the first thing he thought of was like, there's so many things I could make amends with Diane for. Might as well just knock them all out right now. I think yeah. Diane also needs to make amends with Bojack. Yeah, yeah she's, <laughs> she could definitely do that as well. Hard, uh, it would be hard for her to do that when Bojack is in this state, though. Oh, yeah. No, right now he cannot perceive anything. They wait around. Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter aren't home. So they have to break in and steal a bunch of their food. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, they don't keep their fridge stocked enough for two stone people <laughs> who are waiting around for hours. Oh, man. This, and this part seems like a pretty fun night out, breaking like, into people's houses. It's been 10 minutes. Like, yeah. you have, you've got a real thing with food. Yeah. What does he say? He has he the sa- appetite says, of a horse. And- uh, yeah, that's what happens you combine the hunger of the horse with the hunger of uh, a person with a hole inside that they're trying to fill. <laughs> so many sad lines. Okay. <laughs> Give us a break with these. Oh, uh, relatable though. I've yeah. <laughs> I feel like I sometimes have the hunger of a horse and also <laughs> that hole that he spoke of. I feel like I probably have never had the hunger of a horse, maybe like a baby horse, horse. but like a foal, maybe I've murdered baby horse. I don't think they're hungry at all. (laughs) But they probably have, they probably have soft skin though. Mm, Oh yeah. A baby horse is really soft. (laughs) (laughs) Like velvet. Oh my god. I'm a demon. It's fine. So this is where Sarah kind of sick of Bojack's shit here. She wants yes. to move on to the next step of the bender. So she suggests that she will dress up as Diane so Bojack can just apologize to her as Diane to make amends. But- this is by this is by far the, the funniest scene of the episode. I like I in an episode where there's so much sadness, there were two times like I laughed out loud and they were both in this scene. It was so good. <laughs> I did laugh out loud when I saw that it was Oxnard's child's playhouse. <laughs> that was good too. But this, yeah, because Sarah Lynn's Diane impression was the hardest laugh so far. Very spot on. The walk, the, the, the walk, what she's saying. She's like, would my character do this right now? And then the reveal where they're just like standing in the room with them, Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter. That one got me laughing too. I laughed very hard at that. I laughed. How long were they standing there? Like, well, that's the thing. Were they there the whole time or were they there like some of the time? I must say they, they're they taking this really well. The fact that they yeah. broke into their house and are just messing up everything. I mean, I feel like a lot of people in this episode just have 
an alarming amount of patience with them for some reason. But like, okay, picture this, Maddie. You come home from, I don't know, some sort of function. You see that someone has broken into your house. You see that your kitchen is trashed. You're like, oh God, maybe I'm going to die tonight. And then you just find out that it, oh, it's just your pal Bojack and, and Sarah Lynn and they're just wearing your clothes. <laughs> like that, it could have been so much worse. It could have been, but I just, once it, I realized it was them, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> I, they're like, okay, well, yeah, you can uh, sleep this off in our guest yeah, room. Yeah, they, they are taking this very well. Yes. Yeah. And did they like re-break Diane's arm on the way out? Oh my yes, God, yeah. Diane's wrist gets re-broken <laughs> because Bojack pushes her down when they're like, no, mirror. Like, And even then she's not that bent out of the shape of had it. She's just like, you got to be kidding me. You'd think she'd be in more pain. Yeah, I think so. Because like she wasn't in so much pain the first time because she was on drugs. But this time she's not on drugs. Or do you think she got like a contact high just from their skin when they ran past? Maybe. (laughs) That could be it. So the next person that Bojack wants to make amends with is Todd. And at first it seems that that might be who he's speaking with. Yeah, it's just a little boy wearing Todd's hat. (laughs) Yeah, why does this boy look so similar to Todd? (laughs) It's it's not the most egregious mistake to make that he thought that this person was. Todd is very short to begin with. Like this could have easily been Todd. He wasn't doing a great job of making amends with Todd. Like if this no. were Todd, he's like, I didn't do anything wrong, but like. Mm. This was a terrible apology. Yeah, we've talked a lot about this, like about whether it's actually like, did he do anything wrong? Because Emily is indeed an adult and it can indeed make her decisions. But also like, this is not making amends. You right. hurt Todd's feelings and that's what you should be apologizing Yeah, for. <laughs> if you're trying to make amends, this was not the correct way to go about yeah. it. Well, I didn't and, do anything wrong. Just forgive me, God. And sleeping with Emily is like the tip of the iceberg of exactly. things he needs to apologize yeah. to Todd for. Like yeah. there's way more stuff. Good point. Oh, I also I forgot to mention that Sarah Lynn calls Diane Asian Daria. Yeah. And that really tickled me. Yeah, this yeah. reference was lost on me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Daria's basically Lindsay. It's me. Yeah. Like, have you do you know have you seen what Daria looks like before? I believe I'm familiar with Daria what she literally looks, like. looks so much like Lindsay, it's not even funny. Like <laughs> The number of times I have heard this, people are like, "So this, Daria, yeah, yeah, this is Lindsay, and this oh, is this is Di- this is Diane as well." Yeah, exactly. It's it's a very apt comparison. Not that I ever watched Daria. I was gonna say, "Oh, it was a little before my time," but once again, you're only one year older than me, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, lest we forget you asking if I was almost forty. I was just joking. I know you're not almost 40. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. Pushing 40? Pushing 40. I mean, technically, we're all pushing 40. Yeah. I just grave. realized that Daria is a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. That's 100% why I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. My mom hated Beavis and Butthead with a burning passion. If you weren't even allowed to watch SpongeBob, I'm not surprised that you weren't allowed really to watch God. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Oh, like by a factor of like a billion. (laughs) Yeah. Like the thing is, is it's like SpongeBob was more so like my mom one time called it stupid and then it was like, okay, it's forbidden. Beavis and Butthead. No, that was like, I swear to God, my mom had like a tight five on why Beavis and Butthead is like the stupidest show (laughs) on TV. Luckily, I never wanted to watch Beavis and Butthead, so I never had this problem. I, I, neither did I. I would have never known it existed. (laughs) But when we were, I think it was when we were moving from bc to ontario so i was 
four. I think that it like was on one of the few channels in our hotel room and my mom like lost her mind. I've seen the movie Beavis and Butthead do America probably more times than almost any other movie because my brother watched it so much when we were kids. It was just constantly on. Every time I hear something about your brother, I just get more concerned. He's not like Daria. (laughs) Have you considered a spinoff podcast called Beavis and Butt Pod? I mean, I'm thinking about it now. There's only a limited number of episodes of Bojack Horseman. You guys need to go somewhere else. Uh, And we're going to Tuca and Birdie. Come on. We may want to reconsider the name. Tuca and Bert Pod. (laughs) I think we could just continue calling it Bojack Horseman. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. We'll just Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuca and Bert Pod. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuca and Bert Pod. I do like going from horse pod to bird pod. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. You know what? We've given us a lot to think about, Ma- Moat Gregorian. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> right. Okay. So back to the child that kind of looks like Todd. This child's parents are deeply troubling. Oh my God. Little so Todd's bad. parents. They're like the worst characters in the history of the show. Like, oh this is so terrible. They say, this is a direct quote. That movie star took a shine to our boy. Do you think this is our big break? And then the other parent goes, well, you don't think it's an inappropriate interest. And then the other parent goes, well, that's kind of a big break too. So bad. And then they like offer him up for a sleepover. It's like, hey, have a sleepover with our boy. Do you want to take uh, Todd for a sleepover? God, this poor kid is gonna have to have so much therapy when he grows up i mean i'm just just hoping that just just from then i'm hoping that i was gonna say like i hope this kid doesn't remember this experience but based on what we've seen of the parents he's gonna have many reasons to need therapy oh boy well i'll be thinking about little todd in my prayers (laughs) yeah i will i'll I'll be thinking of him hoping he's hoping little todd's okay so they go to anna's apartment and Sarah Lynn burns her ottoman, which is great. (laughs) Again, she's being very patient. Someone is in her house burning her. Like, not only does she have to deal with this drunk person showing, like, I I don't know if you've ever had to deal with like drunk people just like showing up at your house, but that's uh, very annoying in and of itself. But to have one of them just like burning your ottoman on fire and she does not even flinch. She's a publicist. Come on. (laughs) So much poise, Hermana. She just like, she's always on. She knows what to do. And so this is where it gets kind of complicated because Bojack is upset about Anna leaving him. And she's like, well, I thought you were a winner. And he's like, no, like not about the Oscars, like about us, our relationship. Like I thought we had something like, sure, I'm broken, but you're broken too. Like, why can't we be broken together? And she starts telling him a lifeguard story. Bojack blacks out. (laughs) Three times this happened. (laughs) Sarah Lynn wrote it down though. (laughs) Well, and so the third time that they go to Anna's house, Bojack's like, I'm sorry, I keep coming over. And Anna's like, I haven't seen you in like two weeks. So this is where we get a sense of like the scope of how long this bender is going. Like they have not been sober in literally weeks. Yeah, it's really bad. That's too much, man. Oh. (laughs) But yeah, Sarah Lynn tries to take notes, but she like literally couldn't focus and just wrote down all of her own thoughts. Yeah, Surprised she had the wherewithal to take notes at least. Yeah. She's <laughs> it's time to get her boobs done again. And then she's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a great job. <laughs> you know what? 
this is her third time going back there. She's had more of her wits about her this whole time than Bojack. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. But Sarah Lynn says, no, you, they can't go back again. Like, that's it. No more. They're going to go for Princess Carolyn instead. Princess Carolyn has no time for this. No. <laughs> this is really sad. Like, I, and I feel like it's like really well done because he's just, just screaming at her. Just going like, I'm sorry. And then she just sighs and walks back well, in. And the other thing too is based on this, First of all, we've already seen earlier in the show that Bojack will come every night of the week to Princess Carolyn's lawn Mm -hmm. and yell up at her from his car. So this is not new. And based on the stuff with Anna, he could have come and done this every night for like days. Like this could be not the first time that he showed up there. And she's with her little mousy guy. So she doesn't meet his apologies at this moment. That's right. At least least Princess Carolyn has her mouse. Good to see that's going well. (laughs) I was just going to ask if the making amends had to be done in person. Cause I feel like if she wasn't like answering his yells, he could have just like left a voicemail or something. I think that it's encouraged in person, but if you can't do it in person, then other forms are, I think it's better to make amends in another form than it is to not do it at all. True. I mean, we could have knocked out this whole episode in five minutes if you just left a bunch of voicemails. <laughs> I don't think that this episode could be like a voicemail <laughs> or an email. Like I maybe other episodes of, of Bojack Horse Pod could be an email, uh, but not this one. This is like serious business. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the longest one ever for sure, based on our current runtime. <laughs> okay. So this is where I was mistaken. This is where we find out that the bender has been at least two weeks because after leaving Princess Carolyn's is when they go back mm. to Anna's. And this is where we get the full story. Fine. I've been, I've been waiting to hear this lifeguard story. We've gotten the first sentence so many times. <laughs> Yeah. So as people may or may not recall in the last episode, we got the story from Anna where she went off the road in her car and she followed the bubbles to swim out of the water and was able to um, survive. So this story is, she says, after I drowned, I decided I would never again be weaker than water. So I became a lifeguard. And they told us that there are going to be times when you see someone in trouble and you're going to want to rush in and save them, but you have to stop yourself because there are some people you can't save because those people will thrash and struggle and try to take you down with them. <sighs> Heavy. I get what she's saying, but I don't think it's good advice that you shouldn't save people if they're drowning in the water. <laughs> I wouldn't, as someone who can't swim, I would not want to go to her beach. Well, I metaphor, think- Metaphor, Maddie. Like, I, I understand the metaphor, but I couldn't get past where like your boss told you like not to save people sometimes. Well, I think the thing is, is that sometimes you're supposed to like throw them something so that you can save them from a distance. Because if you like get too close, then maybe you'll both die. But like, it's not, oh, don't save them. It's like, maybe hold out a pool noodle and tell them to grab it rather right, than well, like yeah. <laughs> telling them to grab your bag. Yeah, there are some circumstances where you like physically won't be able to and people just like panic without thinking and then they just pull you down. The metaphor tracks at least. <laughs> okay, so after this, Bojack comes to and he and Sarah Lynn are on the way to Ohio. I didn't realize in previous viewings of this, I hadn't realized the Ohi thing comes back so many times. I've made this joke like four times at this point. Like, did you have the Ohi? <laughs> no, Ohio. I mean, Bojack, I mean, besides like the hitting all the people, Bojack must be pretty good at drunk driving if he made it all the way to Ohio while blacked out. True. Well, yeah. I, mean, like, I don't know how many people he hit on the way, but he at least got there. Destruction. <laughs> I want to see what his car looks like after this bender. Um, how, is, how are there not like cops on his tail? Like he must have injured so many people. No one like uh, called the authorities. He's famous and has money. Okay. That's true. He That's doesn't true. have to follow the laws. 
But yeah, they're, so they're going to find Penny to make amends uh, and they get their spy shit. They have a duffel bag that says spy shit and they're <laughs> in trench coats with little uh, detective hats. Yeah, uh, had initially said like, oh, I want to turn this car around. And then they're just like in the library spying. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I feel like we didn't turn the car around. And Zarlin's like, well, you turned it back around. And that's where we had the makeover sequence. <laughs> Would have loved to see it. Yeah. Like, because especially too, like trench coats are not the most like diverse type of clothing. Like <laughs> there's only so many different ways to do a trench coat and it still be a trench coat. So it's funny. It's funny to me. I love that they just came prepared with their spy shit. They knew they knew this was going to be a possibility. Yeah. I like that they label it spy shit. Very to the point. When they're in the library, the book, the only book on the shelf that has a title says Joy of Mating. <laughs> I'm just reporting the news. (laughs) Noted. Yeah, good. I like this whole exchange here where Sarah Lynn like comes back to the architect thing. She's like, oh, maybe I want to come back to school and be an architect. But she's like, but you know, the kind where she's a high-end call girl at night and an international super spy by day. Project's (laughs) like, so when is she an architect? I don't know, frontier time? (laughs) (laughs) What would an architect in frontier times be? They're like, yeah, we want swinging wooden doors (laughs) as far as the eye can see saloon doors (laughs) i I love the the architect architect call girl and what was the other thing she wanted to be yeah that's a good trio but every time she brings up how she wants to be an architect it's so just like gutting just like absolutely gutting. uh, really it really do be making me sad every time Then they're outside of, I, I think we're supposed to believe it's a frat house because at first Bojack thinks that a Penny is like drinking, but she's just drinking Red Bull and studying. They're like, oh, she seems totally fine. And then Bojack's like, maybe she's too fine. Maybe yeah. she has a secret she's keeping. Oh, geez. Just, just let it go, Bojack. Yeah. And Bojack was like, okay, I got it. Like, I'll just write, don't follow Penny on my hands. And he writes on one, follow Penny. And on the other, it turns out he writes donut. So they got donuts and followed Penny. <laughs> That's what the hand said. Hand demanded donuts. Bojack's like, okay, well, I just have to go like pee out the last 20 beers. And this is where he cannot walk. He knocks over an entire acapella, acapella, (laughs) acapella troupe. The overtones. The overtones. And Penny sees him because of this commotion that he's caused. This scene is brutal. Like I always think of this part, like obviously the stuff at the end is really agonizing, but like this scene too really sticks with me too, because it's just like, Mm -hmm. she's so afraid and she just seems so panicky of like, oh my God, like you can't be here. Why are you here? And she just like, I I don't know. It's just so well done. You can like the palpable fear Mm -hmm. in her voice. She's like, like, why, why are you here? Did you find me here? Like what the hell? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as she notices he's there, it's just like, the tone completely changes. It's like a horror movie. It's like yeah. so like scarring and uncomfortable. Yeah. You're like watching someone have a trauma response in front of you and you're just like, God, this is so Yeah, it's really rough. rough. Yeah. And and this is where it's like almost made worse by like all the like college students being excited to see Bojack. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, it's Bojack Horseman and Sarah Lynn. Yeah. And then another instance where Sarah Lynn's like, we have to get out of here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he shouldn't have made amends with, tried to make amends with Penny. This is a very... Very selfish, making amends for him. Well, this mm-hmm. is the one where on the list it says, yep. if it would cause harm, don't try to make don't amends. Yeah. And this causes a lot of harm. Yeah, it's not good. She just like shrinks away into the crowd and it's rough. It's really bad. When they're driving back, Sarah Lynn said, next time, can you almost molest someone who lives in Hawaii? Because <laughs> then you could be like sad at a luau. 
Yeah. She really liked the labor's point too, where she's like, man, if you just like left her alone, she probably would have been fine. And like, I think the wound was completely healed before you showed up unannounced like that. Yeah, it's like you ruined her life twice. Yeah, he's like, yeah, really, really hammer that point home. Yeah. This is where Sarah Lynn finds the heroin in the glove compartment. The Bojack heroin. Bojack kills. Bojack kills. And Bojack says, there's that saying, liquor before beer, never fear. Don't do heroin. (laughs) A a saying that I have always followed. Yes. It's good advice. I'm very big on the don't do heroin. Mm -hmm. Yes. Did you follow the liquor before beer rule at all? I don't drink beer. Ah. But I have heard that before. Oh, there like, you go. Liquor before beer. So, I, I always thought it was liquor before beer. You're in the clear. But I guess yeah, both. yeah so that's rhymes. You're in the clear is what I had also yeah. heard in the past. Now, would this apply to like a cider? Should I be drinking liquor before a cider? Liquor before cider. You're in the never spice. wiser. Ne- liquor, <laughs> liquor before cider. That is wiser than cider before liquor. Uh, never been sicker don't (laughs) don't do heroin (laughs) the thing is is like i feel like on a pretty regular basis i will have like one cider and then switch to vodka sodas Hmm. okay and how do you feel pretty good normally yesterday i just had ciders and i felt bad today so (laughs) cider before vodka sodas i think the problem with that was i don't think i ate enough yesterday Mm. i think that's the key that'll do it if you're ever on your second drink and suddenly you're wasted you probably needed eat to bread. eat more. Yeah, that's what I learned yesterday. Yeah, I probably have actually learned that lesson many times in my life. <laughs> so, okay, after they do the heroin, this is where we get like a super fourth wall breaking moment where Bojack hallucinates that he's with Cuddly Whiskers and Jill Pill. And they're talking about an episode of the Bojack Horseman show about Bojack doing heroin about how, oh, maybe Sarah Lynn would do it because she loves Bojack so much. Yeah, uh, like, we need a guest star who's like yeah. really amazing who can save the ratings. And Bojack's like, I don't know. I haven't talked to her in years. Like, that seems wild. And they're like, come on, ask her to do it. And you're like a father to her. Yep. Is it So is this like just a drug-induced hallucination or is this like an actual flashback that happened? I don't think we ever really know. Yeah, because Cuddly Whiskers is like, oh, like we thought that the it might be like confusing for people because of the disjointed blackout structure with a flashback in the middle. This is 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 everything. He mentions the heroin being a bridge too far, the disjointed blackout structure, the one flashback, the 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 fourth wall breaking meta jokes. Well, yeah, if this is if this is canon and it actually happened, then just it this, this one really made me sad, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's I, like well, Sarah Lynn is a thriving pop star. You don't need to bring her back into this. And he's like, eh, no, it's fine. You're like a father to her. They also the part where they bring up, oh, you're like a father to her. It also reminds me earlier in the episode we kind of glossed over it. Sarah Lynn is like, hey, you were like a father figure to me too, and I turned out perfect. Like it's yeah. fine, and it's like, <gasps> uh, uh, uh. yeah, so Awful. sad. Yeah. What especially because at the start of this episode, like her life was kind of perfect, really. Yeah. Her body was a temple. She had the it worker was. bees and the gardener ants. The chrysanthemums were coming in. Oh. She was thriving. On, and honestly, I, I don't think we're giving her enough credit that she was staying sober for nine months in a house made of drugs. That's true. Ew. And regardless of what the reason was, she was she was sober. Yeah, she was that's literally it. surrounded by temptation. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough stuff. Her, will, her willpower, yeah. unmatched. 
unmatched. Now we get just like a couple of more scenes of Bojack and Sarah Lynn together. We get one at the pier, which is at the beginning of, of the show where he took her to give her his TV guide award because he saw her as a daughter. Mm-hmm. They found out about Herb Kazaz's ass cancer. Yes. And this is where Bojack brings up, we, we knew each other before we were anybody. And that's like a different type of relationship than like anybody else could ever have with us. Yeah, they're the only ones who really understand what they went through together. Which, yeah, they do have a connection that no one else really has that they both got famous from horsing around. So, I mean, it's definitely an interesting relationship that the two of them have, but. It's not a good one. No, but, but if, if you took out all the toxic and dangerous stuff. Yeah, like the sentiment itself is like, exactly. yeah, you know what, if this was a healthy relationship, like yeah. that would be a fair point to be like, yes, this is why we're healthy is because we're the only ones who really understand. Right. Like they could, they could really help each other through some shit if the, yeah. if the relationship yeah. wasn't so toxic and bad. Yeah. The next place we see them after that is it looks at first like they're on like a dirty mattress in like a crack house. Like it does not look like a hotel, but then we yeah. find out they're in a hotel room. So like I'm assuming they trashed it and have been in this hotel room for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because on TV, it's the Oscars. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like, good God, how long have we been here? And they, they really faked us out at first with like, because at first Sarah Lynn wasn't responding when Bojack was like, Sarah Lynn, Sarah Lynn. And then eventually she wakes up. And she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I love you, Sarah Lynn. Yeah. And Sarah Lynn wins an Oscar. We didn't even know she was nominated for best song, but she was and she won and the award gets accepted on her behalf. And the person who accepts it says, if you're watching this, Sarah Lynn, wherever you are, please come home. Getting. So people mm-hmm. care about her and miss her. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. And, and then so- this whole moment from her where she gives her a little speech is just agony where she's yeah. like, yeah. I don't like anything about myself. It's, it's getting really real now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, am I doomed? Are you doomed? Are we all doomed? Yeah. It's like super spiraling, not well. And Bojack's like, whoa, whoa, whoa it's going to be okay. We're going to go to the planetarium. So he finally takes her where she just wanted to go in the oh, first place. She's, she's so, so excited. She loves giant domes because they're so cool, even though Bojack only likes rectangular buildings. When they get to the planetarium, another comment comes up about how she always wanted to be an architect and she leans into Bojack. And then some really downer shit happens. (laughs) As soon as the scene started, like the tears just started coming just because I I knew what was happening. Like I don't, the first time I watched this, I don't think I like cried at all because I still like didn't know what was going to happen. But this just knowing how this ends, it just like, they were just flowing out of me uncontrollably. Yeah, I like could cry right now. (laughs) Her last words being, I want to be an architect was so Mm -hmm. sad. Bojack's like, you don't have to worry about anything because like, it doesn't matter what you do or how you'll be remembered. All that matters is this precious moment that we're sharing together. And he goes, right, Sarah Lynn? Sarah Lynn? Sarah Lynn? And the episode ends. This is like the most haunting thing I've ever watched. It's like, just like all the juxtaposition, like all the wild and crazy shit happening throughout the episode and then just going straight to this gut punch. And plus it's like a character that I really like and care about. Like, I don't know Mm. if other people like really connect with Sarah Lynn at all, but I always liked her. And just like having this happen to her is like, oh man, it was so rough. Especially like she was just sober for nine months. Yeah. Oh my God. She's just such a tragic character. Mm -hmm. Like she just never had a chance. And like, I I think like, I don't know about like relating to Sarah Lynn, but like she's so perfectly well done where it's like, you can't help but have 
so much empathy for exactly. her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just like even Kirsten when you did the third Sarah Lynn, like I got goosebumps. Oh, like, oh no! Like that moment, <laughs> like frig, it just it was, so uh, much. It was at this moment when watching the show for the first time that I knew this show was just gonna like fuck me up. Like I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I am going to be a different person when I come at the other end of this. Yeah, I do think that there's an argument to be made for this being like the turning point. This is, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think this is like the moment for me at least. Or was like after point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that like, like you, some people might be able to quibble with that a little bit. Maybe they think different moments could be, but I, I think for me, at least this is definitely like the turning point where like this show has punched us in the gut many times. Mm-hmm. It has made us feel very bad, but mm-hmm. never like this. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're, so we're going here now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like the new frontier. Brutal. So we have a lot of feedback about this episode. I bet, I bet we do. <laughs> we have a bunch of stuff from previous episodes too, but I figure let's just like stay on this while we're here. Yeah, let's just let's just stay on this episode while we're here. We can always go to previous episodes at a later date. Yeah. So Noah says, Noah always has very thoughtful feedback. Fun fact, the portrait above Sarah Lynn's bed is a vision of Ophelia by John Malaise, which depicts Ophelia's death in Hamlet. Sarah Lynn has herself painted in place of the drowning girl, which is a clear portent of impending death. Oh man, I never would have noticed that. I would have never known that. And honestly, I'd like to go back about 15 seconds when I didn't know that. (laughs) I only noticed it because I had read this email. Sarah Lynn has managed to stay sober in a house full of booze and drugs for nine months straight, just like you said, Kirsten. One call from Bojack and it was all over. Like many addicts, she's probably desperate to fall off the wagon, but she only did it with someone she felt safe with. Bojack gave her the push. There are strong parallels between Penny and Sarah Lynn. Both are deeply vulnerable and impressionable younger women who admired and relied on Bojack at critical moments. What Bojack doesn't realize or even think about is that doing what's right by someone else isn't what's legal or even what the other person says they want. It's doing what's in their best interest. As an authority or parental figure, he should have and could have said no, but that would have meant missing out on some short-term fun and he's incapable of that. You know, I really hate this Bojack guy. Yeah, right. Bojack? Is just trash. I mean, it um, seems like impossible to come back from. Like, is Bojack Horseman like an irredeemable character at this point? I mean, I think he's been an irredeemable character. Yeah. That's interesting. I would say now he's definitely irredeemable. Because also, like, obviously he's like gonna feel like terrible about this, but like if you just go back one episode to Todd being like, you can't just feel bad about the shitty stuff you have to do. You actually have to be better. And Bojack just keeps continuing to not do that. Like yeah, his, Bojack gets like called on always... his shit and mm-hmm. his response is, let's go on a bender with yeah. Sarah Lynn, not like, oh, uh, maybe I should go to rehab. Like you can always say his heart's in the right place and like you like not like his heart's in the right place, but like he has like kind of like compassion and empathy like when he wants to and like knows the difference between right and wrong but like at the end he's just a selfish asshole when it comes down to it mm-hmm. and just doesn't really care enough to not like hurt everyone around him well he's not, not a good guy Noah's next point is basically that so he's talking about like just to kind of summarize the point he says like what he's doing in asking for forgiveness is an entirely selfish act whether it is whether or not he truly feels remorse for what he did his object is just to relieve himself of guilt Mm -hmm. he says it's too late the best thing that would have happened would have been to leave his victims in peace well and that's something we've talked about a lot as well already on this whether it's like you can apologize but people are not obligated Mm -hmm. to forgive you and especially with the case of of penny like like making amends with her was just a completely selfish thing like if you just stopped and think for two seconds, she's obviously does not want to see you again. So like he obviously (laughs) doesn't care if he's messed up her life because he has never looked her up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
One more brutal thing from Noah, seeing Bojack and Sarah Lynn lying in that shitty hotel room, holding hands so tightly is very poignant. They're holding on to each other for dear life. But tragically, if Bojack takes Anna's lesson to heart too much to save himself, he lets her go when she needs him the most. God. Oh my God. (laughs) Noah, Noah, are you you okay? Noah's (laughs) fucking me up. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay. Next. Stefan, I love this episode. I mean, yes, it's very sad, but it is so well done. And maybe for the first time there are lasting consequences for Bojack's actions. That's true. (laughs) Why does it have to be like this? Yeah. Sarah Lynn's death seems inevitable, but Bojack sure as hell sped up the process. And then, I mean, if she was sober for nine months, who's to say she couldn't have been sober for a lot longer than that and eventually gotten back on track. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Do you think Bojack is so obsessed with finding out if Penny is happy because he can't believe anyone can actually be happy? I feel like it's just because he's a selfish jerk. Yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> even though every time like he, there was proof that she was like happy and fine, he was always like, yeah, but maybe too fine. She must be hiding some kind of dark secret yeah. under all of this. Yeah. Ugh. Morgan says, how much of Sarah Lynn's death is on Bojack's shoulders in your opinion? All of it. I would say a good portion of it. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I feel like none of this is happening if Bojack doesn't like, call her and enable her like every step like Bojack knows she is troubled I guess you could say and he knows that she's been at least eight months sober now nine months sober like regardless of what her reasoning was for doing it and like yeah she did say like when you want to get fucked up again call me but like he should know that's not a good idea especially to like he's even though they're both adults like he's still like the adult in the Mm -hmm. situation in the dynamic between them and like I, you, I guess an argument could be made that like, if not with Bojack, it would have maybe been with someone else. But then you can also make the argument that there's probably no one else in Sarah Lynn's life that she would party as hard with as she would with Bojack. And there were like so and many. And wh- where else was the heroin coming from? Really? I was going to say, at the very least, he could have stopped before the heroin came into exactly. play. That's what I was just going to say. It's like, there were so many stopping points, mm-hmm. not the least of which being like the very last one where he was like, don't do heroin. And then he's like, okay, we're just not going to shoot it. We're going to start it. And it's like, exactly. Yeah. Could have just continued to say no. You could have just not done heroin. Yeah. Ariel says, here we are at rock bottom with Bojack after having just been told by Todd that you are all the things that are wrong with you, which harkens back to when Bojack's mom tells him there's something inside you that's broken. Bojack seeks out the only person that he knows can help to numb his pain. RIP Sarah Lynn in an alternate universe. You got to be an amazing architect. Oh, take it Mm. back. How dare you? Oh my my God. God. Uh, And then he says one more thing to add to Bojack's list. Crying emoji. Yes, one more thing. I think we've got (laughs) multiple things that we Several things to add to Bojack's list. Not good. Yeah, Sarah says, you are calm, you are thin, your skin is so soft, it's like you murdered a baby and stole its skin. Underrated mantra. Do any of you have any mantras? (laughs) This is a lighter question. I don't like actually have a mantra, but this one mantra has like come up on my TikTok for you page like a hundred times. And everyone's like, use this mantra, it'll change your life. And they tell you that you should say- I do not chase. I attract what is meant for me will simply find me. So do with that what you will. I don't know. Mine is your skin is so soft. It's like you murdered <laughs> the skin. Yeah, I was, I was going to say any mantra I do have is just like completely ripped off from a TV show. So this will be the next one I use. Sarah says Bojack leads to Sarah Lynn on her bender and is ultimately the reason she ODs. I'm trying to remember if he knew she was sober. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Okay. This is another nice light question before we get into more depressing okay, stuff. Okay. Between the three big celebrity houses we've seen, Bojack, Mr. Peanut Butter, and Sarah Lynn, which house do you like the best? 
okay here's the thing I think in theory like if Bojack could keep his house nice (laughs) it would be the one I would like the best but it's like consistently in disarray Sarah Lynn's seemed the most together like she had the best help she had things together the most lovely garden everything was made of drugs but it was still yeah I don't I don't need a house made of drugs but Mm. a question just for Maddie do you think Mm. Anne Dowd and Margot Martindale know each other (laughs) I think they do I think these character actresses stick together they I they definitely know each other come on for sure are we talking about in the universe of Bojack Horseman or in real life? I think in both. Because in the universe of Bojack Horseman, I think they can bond over <laughs> completely ruining. They probably met in jail. And, yeah, probably. If Anne Dowd is going on the same path as Margot Martindale in this universe. I like that there's like a esteemed character actress to crime pipeline in this mm-hmm. show. <laughs> yes. That's a good uh, spinoff if Margot and Anne being uh, cellmates. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Sarah goes on and says, should you add destroying Penny's life twice to the list? I think probably. I I think the thing is, I think that we all kind of are on the same page. There's a new bubble. It's above everything. And it's called That's Too Much Man. Yeah, there you go. We might be willing to add more things to that bubble moving forward. But the (laughs) contents of this episode, all of it, all of the bad things are all in that bubble, which is worse than everything else he's done. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then last thing. Sarah says, I love the Griffith Observatory, and I always think of this episode when I'm there, and this scene, and Bojack's beautiful speech right before he says Sarah Lynn's name. Anyway, that was a bummer of an episode. Here's a video <laughs> of my daughter at Griffith Observatory. <laughs> I haven't been to the planetarium in a long time, but I feel like I can never go to the planetarium again without thinking of this and being sad. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to one, and now I know that I never will. Yeah, yeah. I used to go on them for field trips all the time. Yeah. They are pretty fun. Like, I get Sarah Lynn's enthusiasm. So yeah, we have like a bunch more questions from other episodes, but I think let's save them for next time. We also got some tweets about this episode and I think this is a really good one. It's from Brian and he says, do you feel that the season and series as a whole built well to That's Too Much Man? It's clearly a pivotal moment, but I've never thought the before led to it very naturally, though I think the after is excellent. I think we're all on the same page where like the before really did build to it just very subtly. Yeah, I think once you know it's coming, you see so much of the foreshadowing. And I think that was one of the things that you and I, Kirsten, have had a hard time with in terms of like keeping this completely spoiler free. Like there's so much stuff along the way that foreshadows it. Like Sarah Lynn says, like in one of the very first episodes, something about like, oh, like I'm, I'm already broken. Like I never had a chance and I'm obviously going to die tragically young. And it's just like, Uh, God, yeah, I agree. Like it's subtle enough where like, this definitely comes as at least to me came as like a surprise when I watched it but mm-hmm. I mean I, I think it like makes a lot of sense when you're rewatching mm-hmm. it yeah. well and it's the thing too where it's done so well that even though you're given every sign every time you see her before this episode and throughout this episode that it's going to end very badly it's still they get you with it at the end of the episode yeah, and I think like a sign of something that's done really well is if when you go back, all the pieces are there and they just slot yep. perfectly into place. And like, if yep. you do go back with that mindset, you're like, oh, wow, they really did set all this up. And I think they do it so, so well. Yeah, and like, even, yeah. even in this episode with all the foreshadowing, it's just a lot. Like another show I talk about is Riverdale and they do not do this well for anything. <laughs> I would imagine with Riverdale, they are writing, <laughs> they are deciding on what happens in the episode like the day before it airs. <laughs> and just like throwing stuff out there and like, seeing what sticks. There are some things in Riverdale right now where like literally their timing doesn't make any sense at all. Like it's <laughs> and it's just like 
they could have easily just like done the math why like why did they have to make it so bad whereas like with Bojack like there's never a scene in Bojack that's there by accident yes yeah. <laughs> like a lot of care goes into making Bojack yeah, yeah. My mom watches Riverdale and she says it's one of the shows that's still on that she wishes would just get canceled. And I'm with your mom I, on that. I said, I was like, I think Kirsten agrees with you. I wholeheartedly agree. And at the very least, if the show's not getting canceled, I'd love it if the podcast did. But Mary won't let me. Mary, Mary keeps renewing your contract. Yeah, selfishly. Mary's like, sorry, it's still happening. Oh, God. Do we have other tweets or uh, should I give you the oh. two new reviews, Kirsten? We also got, this is just a lot of people being like, this is one of the episodes I dread watching, even though it's mm-hmm. good. And then we just got a tweet while recording this of Will from America dragging me for filth saying, Kirsten, when you said you wish the Labrador Peninsula was a real place, I thought you were joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was joking, but also it just like, to me, I forget that Labrador is a peninsula. I just think of it as like, it's somewhere near Newfoundland, but I don't know exactly where. But also the sentiment behind what you were saying was not, I wish there was a place called that was Labrador called Peninsula. <laughs> I wish that there was like a perfect idyllic place full of Labradors. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? Well, from America likes to drag me for filth. It's fine. He's well, allowed. Some, someone has to. Oh my but. God. <laughs> has to. I guess, I guess I don't have to. Just okay. like every time when you don't know who someone is, I'm like, I think about getting annoyed, but then I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's what this that's, podcast that's is. That's the thing. And, and that's what people need to understand. Lindsay and I are not going to know who 90% of people are. I knew Nicole Byer's voice instantly. And isn't that enough for you people? Exactly. I mean, don't, don't live. say exactly, Lindsay, you didn't get yeah, Nicole don't, Byer's voice. Lindsay, don't, don't jump on this train. <laughs> I was giving you the credit. Exactly. You knew. <laughs> Lindsay's like, exactly. We all know who Nicole Byer is. <laughs> what Nicole Byer's voice sounds like. Next question. Next question. Please. To be fair, Lindsay went back and rewatched the clip and was like, oh, how did I not realize? Yes, I've watched so much Tuca and Birdie now that I can spot Nicole Byer's voice from a mile away. And she is every voice on Tuca and Birdie. Oh. I love her so much. Who doesn't though? Indeed. Well, stupid people. Anyone who doesn't like Nicole Byer is dead to me. I think that's a good rule. That could be your mantra. It's a good mantra. My mantra is what a treat, what a dream. Oh, God. All right. Let me give you the opposite of being dragged. Give Uh, me the reviews. (laughs) Two reviews. Yes. One is via email, but still Bradley wrote in and said, I just found out about your podcast a few days ago, already on episode six, continuing to binge my way. Just started my second watch of the series. Podcast is great to listen to five stars. I was, you said Brad. Yes. Bradley. Thanks Bradley. Yes. And then this one, the person didn't put their name, but it says proud horse girl. Yes. <laughs> I love listening to your podcast while I attempt to do my homework. It's really helped me get through the first <laughs> few weeks of college. I don't think this is a good strategy for studying. No. <laughs> anyway, I try uh, to, do, I try to do that all the time. It doesn't work. And then it says, love you guys. Uh, you two could talk about absolutely anything. And I would listen to the whole thing. Five stars. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you. Anonymous. Anonymous horse girl nation, student. baby. Yeah, horse girl, horse nation. girl nation. Nothing God, from Canada. We need sh- we need shirts that say "I'm a horse girl." Horse girl <laughs> yeah, nation. Horse girl. Oh, I'll get one. Oh my god! I'll uh, be your first customer. We've got to make sure it's got a really sick logo. Then, if you're gonna have the t-shirt, because Maddie uh, yes. wears exclusively iconic t-shirts at every point. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's no, it's true. Maddie Fresh's t-shirt game is unmatched. <laughs> wow! <laughs> if there's one thing I can do well, let's wear a t-shirt and tweet. 
Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Was there anything else? That's all I got. Okay. I'm just, I'm glad we got, if Sarah Lynn was going to go at the end of this episode, I'm I'm glad at least we got one last episode with her, like pretty much the full half hour she's in it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, she dies off screen or anything. And then we just have to be sad without getting to say goodbye to her. Like I knew to enjoy my last moments with her today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for supporting us through this, Maddie. Oh, thank I, thank God you were here first I and foremost. I, I think too, it just like I just thought that we got more of her than we actually do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she is such a like important character. But it just goes to show that they can do a lot with not that much time. It's true. But yes, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us today. We love and appreciate you so much. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I love you guys too. Oh, and so if people want to hear more from you, where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at MaddieFresh24. Twitter's the okay. only social media I use, so just follow me there. And uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I have a new Gossip Girl podcast coming yes. out called The Lonely Boys Podcast, the name courtesy of Kirsten McInnes herself. Mm. I am batting 100 with podcast names. Bojack well, Horse bat- Pod, Lonely Boys Pod. <laughs> Batting a thousand, a hundred is actually a pretty bad batting oh, average. Oh well, whatever. I don't know baseball. <laughs> Let me live. Batting a hundred would mean you're one for ten. I mean, I think that's probably actually more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear you coming up two gun bird pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, last week I was on the Dom and Colin cha- Challenge podcast with our good friend Brian Scally. So check that out if you haven't already. Always support Brian's galley. You can also hear from Lindsay Wilson on the Simpsons Then and Now podcast, where they are talking about a new and an old episode of The Simpsons every week or when they have time. I don't know what their current schedule is like. (laughs) Is there anything else that you've been up to lately, Lindsay, that the people need to know about? That's it. I've been off moving. Okay. In another part of Hell the yeah, neighbors, baby. What, what, let me know. It? Let me know if you cover one of the eight episodes of Simpsons that I've watched, and I'll well, listen you have to, to that. Tell me episode. what they are. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just have to tell Maddie if you're covering one of the best it's eight the, episodes yeah, of the Simpsons, and he will see if it aligns with the list he was provided. It's the eight reading. best episodes. Just know that. If people want to hear more from me, you can follow me at Kirsten Said What on every platform, including Twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. I when is this coming out? Next this Tuesday. next week? Well, yeah. I was on the semi-recent episode of Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, uh, Sex and Akiva at this point. I have my weekly Riverdale recap with Frail Mary over on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. Oh, and not last week, not this week, but the week before, I was on the 90 Day Fiance The Other Way podcast with Please and Vakili, and that was very fun. But for BoJack HorsePod, you can follow us everywhere at BoJack HorsePod, which by everywhere, I mean Twitter only, or email <laughs> us BoJackHorsePod at gmail.com. We will be back next week to talk about season three, episode 12. That went well. So we'll mm-hmm. see you then. Bye. Bye.